Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jimmy. This is No Other Pod, episode 18, take two. We're here. That's Dan. Dan the man, as always. Dan, what's going on? I feel like we just did this yesterday. Oh. We did just do this yesterday. Yeah, that's a practice round. We like to uh, yeah. get it right. But, uh, you know, if you're following us on social media, you saw that uh, one of us had a had a bad recording. We're not going to name names. That's not the point of this. It was me. It was <laughs> he did it. He made himself feel bad. But... Uh, we're we're new. We're new at all this, you know, and we're trying, and I think we, uh, you know, we'll do it again. You know, second time's going to be better, so there you go. Yeah, second time's a charm. That's what they always say. I don't so. know if that's true, but uh, <laughs> rock and roll, man. Well, Thank you guys for being patient. Yeah. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Um, not quite doing it live like uh, one of our good old uh, listeners said, but, ha- but we're, we're, we're doing it, and uh, we're back, so... If you were also doing that back. live right now, you'd see that uh, I have I don't have a lot of clothes on, and I'm eating pasta. So it's a good thing we're not doing it live. Yeah. Um, probably. Depends who you ask. But, I mean, that's true. You know, you know, some people might be into that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> we're off to a great start. Rock and roll. <laughs> no, but uh, also back is not just our podcast, but... Sporting KC soccer because the preseason is underway in Arizona. The team is out there. They flew out on uh, Monday. Um, they've got some some training underway. Their first game is this weekend on Saturday against the uh, Phoenix Rising FC Trialists. It's a closed scrimmage, so unfortunately, Dumb. none of us will be able to watch it. Not e- I read not even media can go just to like report on it. So yeah, we got it, dude. You need to. Go be uh, a <coughs> excuse me. I am choking. Uh, you need to go be like a lawn crew, man, and just give us uh, give us some Facebook live updates. All right, uh, free yeah. with commentary and everything. Put on a fake mustache, pretend like I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> Buy one of those generic staff shirts. If you just could, yeah, there. we'd all appreciate that. Yeah. Please and thanks. Yeah. Or if any of you have a drone and happen to live in Arizona. Fly your drone out there. Put your phone on Facebook Live. We'll all watch. Oh my God, that'd be uh, so funny. Chad <laughs> Chad Smith is still down in Arizona, I think. Get on it, Chad. Yeah, he was looking for a drone. I saw he was he was tweeting out trying to find one. Oh, um, that, that'd be get hilarious. Get on it, Chad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, exciting stuff. I can't believe we are almost to soccer time for MLS. Like mm. it, it the 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 pre uh, off season has just gone by so fast, and now we're here in the preseason. Team's training away. Uh, some of the new guys, Johan Croze, looks like he's having a blast out there with the team, um, which is good. Love to hear it. A uh, couple people who are not with the team, though, and, and one of them's not surprising. The other one maybe is a bit surprising. I don't know. Um, Kevin Ellis, no surprise there, not with right, the right. team. Sporting KC, shopping him around. Um, 
But Suni Saad, also not with the team. Uh, they're they're shopping him around too. So are, that's are, interesting. Is that a yeah? Is that a surprise to you at all? Dude, kinda. I mean, I don't know. What are they gonna get for him? I mean, we're trying to make big uh, big transactions here, and uh, I don't I don't know what people are gonna. I don't know. I love Suni. I think he brings a lot to the to the game, but you gotta put your personal feelings aside and do business. But I don't know what someone would pay for the guy. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this is his, his second stint with, with Sporting KC, and, and I can't say I'm, I'm terribly surprised to see him go. Um, I, I might say I'm kind of surprised to see it took this long, and now that they're in preseason, they're trying to do it now. It feels like if this was going to happen, it would have happened right after the year was over. Um, but he, I mean, this was his first year back with Sporting KC after spending a couple years in Thailand. He only played, you know, 450 minutes. He had wow. one assist. No, I don't even know he no played, played that many, dude. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, he, he I mean, he, he appeared in 12 games. He started six in MLS play. Um, Whoa. You know, part of that was after the Dom trade. There just wasn't a whole lot of depth. Um, but you know, if you're if you're playing 450 minutes and, and you're a forward and you got zero goals and one assist, granted, he should have had at least one goal because he got robbed. After oh, a true. rocket off the crossbar. That crossbar, um, and then uh, uh, Madronda headed it back in, right? Yeah, even though it crossed the, uh, crossed the, the goal line, and it just wasn't called goal. Um, and then he got that for, gift for from Sunni. David Bingham. He did get that that gift, that own goal from uh, David Bingham, so that didn't count for his stats, although it was a well-shot ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he just wasn't really producing. Um, but, but like you said... I don't really know what they can get for him. Like he's he's not a. I mean, yeah, sure, he's he's a relatively young guy. He's got MLS experience, so maybe he's a good depth player for for a team who needs depth. But I mean, like, what fifty thousand in allocation money? Maybe like that's all. I don't think anyone else is going to be paying any right. more than that. Fifty thousand and then a pack of juicy fruit or something. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, that's about it. Between uh, it's not a good Sunni deal. And Kevin. It's not a good deal. No, that gum no, loses I mean, flavor. That's that's true, and it doesn't even make your breath smell good. No, it's a so, weird gum. It's a weird gum for a weird trade. I don't get it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if it was spearmint, on the other hand, well, now um, we're talking. We'd be we'd be in business. Yeah, um, but but I mean, if we if Sporting KC gets a combined total of anywhere close to a hundred thousand dollars in allocation money between Ellis and Sunni Saad transactions, that's a win in my book. Um, I don't know sense. what they do with that, but, um, but yeah, so I don't know, uh, not a, uh, not a lot going on there, um, as of yet. Um, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated if anything happens. Um, there are a few new faces in, uh, preseason training. Um, Johan Crozet obviously is, is, uh, one of those that we mentioned before, our big DP signing, mm-hmm. but Weirdly, you know who's a new face in preseason training is Diego Rubio. He oh, has dude. never Yeah, he's never had a preseason training with Sporting KC, which blew my mind when I heard that the other day because I was like, this doesn't make sense. Been here for almost two years. And then I read about it and I was like, oh, I guess that's that's actually correct. We that's got right. him right after the season started in 2016. Obviously, didn't have training then. And then he blew up his ACL, so he couldn't train last year. So this is really the first full season, if you will, beginning to end, including training, preseason training, 
that he's going to get. And and I don't know about uh, about you, but I'm kind of excited to see if that kind of gives him an extra boost. What do you think? No, that's pretty exciting, dude. I mean, he's probably coming in real uh, real jacked up about it. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't heard any interviews from him or anything like that, but I'm sure he's pretty. I'm sure he's pretty pumped. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would hope so because um, he really has a good opportunity now without. I mean, we all know that Peter wants to bring in another number nine. Like that's no surprise to anybody. Um, and 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 Rob Heineman, Sporting KC, one of the owners, um, tweeted pretty much right after the season, "Hey, we're bringing in a number ten. We're bringing in a number nine. Uh, well, they brought in the number ten. That's Johan Crozé. Still haven't got a number nine, even though that they've they've been trying. Apparently, um, no luck as of yet. But that kind of presents Diego with this opportunity to, hey, you you have your first training with the club. You're still a young guy. You got a lot of promise. There's there's not a small um, contingent of fans out there that actually think he could be a 15 goal a year guy if given the right opportunity. Um, so hey, what better chance do you have than to, to be pretty much the only striker on the roster that's viable in preseason? Because Jerusalem's not a striker. Dom's gone. Daniel Shallow is not really a striker. He's better on the uh, on the wing. Kyrie Shelton's a big guy, but he he's probably he could play striker, but he's he's also a, a, a wing type player. So hey, good for uh, good for Diego. We'll see what he's got. Um, yeah, absolutely. I hope he shuts up all the critics, man. I hope he comes out guns blazing. I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean that's an that's an ideal situation. Obviously, a lot of us think that okay, well we still need that number one. DP level striker, but mm-hmm. what would be even better is hey, let's bring in that striker and Diego turns out to be a 15 goal a year guy. I mean, that's that would be awesome. We all want it to happen. So for real, yep, yep. Uh, hopefully it can. Um, on top of uh, Diego, uh, we have a few super draft picks that are in preseason training because the super draft happened. Um, it did. That's so right. real quick, yeah, I'll, I'll just recap who Sporting KC picked real quick, and then I want to get a couple of thoughts from you. Um, had two first-round picks, number 13 and number 18 overall. They took, uh, with the first pick, goalkeeper Eric Dick from Butler University, and then uh, defender Graham Smith from Denver. And then in the fourth round, they had a couple more picks. They took a forward, Will Bagrew from Mercer, and another defender, Wilford Williams from Oakland. Um, I know we talked about before that there's not a, a, a lot of first team expectations probably for, for any of these super draft picks, but what do you make of taking a goalkeeper with your, your first pick in the draft, especially when you got a beast of a guy like Zendejas down on SPR? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, that was probably the most odd thing to see, see us get a goalkeeper. I mean, I know they had McLeod leave, uh, the guy that was keeping, uh, was like the backup keeper for a while for SPR, right? Right. And so, you're yeah. basically sitting at Zendejas and Melia, and I, I certainly don't think the guy's going to come in and, uh, you know, challenge Zendejas or uh, Dykstra for, like, those backup roles. You know, it's it's got to be some depth for Swope. Yeah, I would think so. It, it sounds like, from, from what I understand, Peter Vermees really likes the kid. He thinks he's got a lot of potential. Um, as Andrew Wiebe from MLS said, Eric Dick does not lack for size. Oh, my God. Um, that is that is dirty. Right in time for the Fifty Shades movie to come out. Jesus. Yeah. Weeby knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> I called him out on Twitter. I just saw that. And, uh, yeah. He uh, he was not ashamed. So no, I think that. he retweeted um, 
he did. <laughs> he <laughs> He's like, yeah, like shrug emoji, like whatever. So right, um, I get paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but they actually said they got a couple of offers for for Eric Dick from from other teams and, and they turned him down. So. Clearly, they like what they have for the kid. He's he's out in in training um, with Sporting KC, and, and like you said, he's probably going to go down to SPR if they like him enough. I guess they can uh, see what he's got and throw him up against Zendejas. But I love Zendejas, dude. Um, he's, yeah, I do he's so too. much fun to watch. He's a beast, and him him training with Melia every day. I mean, he's just going to get better. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, do you, is, is there anything? I know we don't know a ton about these players, but like. Are there any expectations, do you think, for the, the, these other draft picks? I mean, do we just hope that they're productive SPR players? Um, Yeah, dude. I mean, these kids are getting a great opportunity. And they're down there at preseason training with the first team. And um, they're probably having a blast and really thinking they got to prove themselves, you know. Because it's, it's a growing thing. And if you want to have a spot on this team someday, you you got to put in the work and put in the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think, you know, Swope Park's needed a lot of uh, roster fillers. Um, you know, there's been a lot of turnover this year. So I think they'll all probably make the Swope Park roster. And, and you, you never know. Um, you you know, a couple of these guys, like the forward, Will Bagrew, he, he wasn't picked until the fourth round, but he had a pretty prolific college career. He scored like 36 goals over the four years he was at Mercer. So who knows? Um, but, but – it was interesting watching the draft, and I wonder if you thought the same thing. It didn't really seem like there was sort of that impact player that you know there there have been in, in years past. Even like Weeby and, and and the other MLS analysts were kind of talking before the draft that that there's no real standout guy who's going to come in right away and start making noise. Yeah, there really wasn't, man. There's not a there wasn't a uh, Jack Harrison or a CJ Sapong or Abu Dunladi. It's a uh, it just there wasn't some big name player that everyone was hyping up, you know. And the super draft is different. It's not like all these other sports. I mean, you got NBA draft, you got kids who, you got kids who have been talked about since middle school. You know what I mean? Guys that are going to go one year of college to like Oklahoma or Kansas and be done. Um, you know, football, same deal. People going pro. It's there's a lot of hype around it. But MLS super draft, there's just not that level of hype because we go get our players in different ways, be that homegrown or international transfers, you know, it's a, it's a different thing. Yeah. There's uh, certainly some players that have potential, um, but, but nobody that's going to come in right away and, and, and make an immediate impact. Um, but you mentioned homegrown players and, and that seems like that's almost become a renewed focus for sporting KC. It seems like over the last year or so, they've signed uh, a, a ton of homegrown players, including, um, one they just signed a couple days ago, a defender, um, Matt Lewis. Um, he uh, is, a, is a young 21-year-old kid. Um, he's from Rockhurst High School, so they signed him on a one-year deal with a, and some options for the years right. to follow. Um, he played at Fordham University. Uh, suddenly, you know, center back, which a lot of people considered maybe could be an area of weakness as far as depth goes because we have Ike and, and you have Matt. And, and then you have uh, Amr Didich, obviously, but, but Kevin Ellis is gone. You really only had three guys. Well, now you have this new homegrown player. Uh, you have some people you drafted. And you have a, uh, a another player named uh, Emiliano Amor, who 
uh, Sporting KC just acquired on loan from the Argentine side, Villas Sarsfield, and, and he's had like 40, 50 something games of first team experience down there. Um, suddenly we got all sorts of center backs. Yeah, we're not hurting so for center backs, that's for sure. Yeah, do you do you think um, do you think this this new homegrown player Matt Lewis or or Emiliano Amor? I mean, do you see them getting much playing time with with the first team at all? Or especially Amor, they they seem to really like him, and and it's a year loan with an option to buy. Um, what, how, how do you think he's going to fit in? Because Ike and Beasler obviously have those two starting spots locked down. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it would. Uh... Holy crap! Would it be a, a pants storm if it, if like they moved those center backs? If they like got an offer for Ike or Bees and they just traded him away? I mean, we'd all we'd oh all God. riot, right? We'd all lose our minds. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, like you really can't put anything past him with trading Dom and then trading Benny. But everything I mean, everything can happen, dude. I didn't expect Benny yeah. to leave like that. I. I now the Latif thing. Don't even get me started on Latif. I, I swear I try not to mention him, but we mentioned him during the episode more than Dom now, and it's becoming a thing, and I'm getting real sad about it. But that was beyond our control. But yeah, well, uh, let me tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you started on Latif in a little bit. So oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tease it that way. But all right. Um, but yeah, I I just center back now, and and Daily Mail's reporting with this came out today, so we wouldn't have known this if we actually successfully recorded yesterday but apparently sporting kc's linked with uh another center back out of scotland um yeah i don't know i don't know if you I mean take it with a grain of salt i don't know if we need another center back anymore if we're bringing in a guy from scotland clearly that's not to come play with spr um i don't know if that's an old report and once we got this uh emiliano amor from argentina if if we don't need him anymore but I'd like to see uh, some movement on the striker or the winger side of things. Uh, not that we can't have scouts both scouting center backs and forwards at the same time, but I don't know, man. We got a week, a week until the transfer deadline, and, and still no number nine coming in. It, we got a week, man, and it's uh, we're just signing center backs like crazy. <laughs> I think if we, uh, you know. We had the best defense in the league last year, so uh, why not make it better and just play all center backs, and we'll just not let anyone score. We'll just play like a <laughs> there you uh, go. yeah, like a you know nine-one formation, nine nine-man back line, and just hope that they uh, Diego's up there just picking people off. Absolutely, so, that would work just fine, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I mean, do you make anything out of this sort of renewed? sense of like homegrown players that they're, they're they've signed like what six seven eight it feels like over the last year um i don't see or at least i haven't heard of other mls teams signing that many homegrown players right and i think other teams wish they they would i think this is kind of where the league is going and uh sporting kc gets a lot of praise for doing this i mean you know playing your kids growing your kids and and really uh Ideally, you, you want to farm them out. You want to make them better and, and get a decent price for them. I mean, isn't that kind of – that's kind of the sport. That's the business of the sport. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think a large part of, of what's driving this this renewed focus on signing homegrown players is sort of what happened with uh, Paul Areola in, in D.C. and L.A. Galaxy. Um, 
he, he came up through the LA Galaxy system. He never actually, as far as I know, never played a single minute with the senior team of LA Galaxy and then went across uh, the Atlantic to Europe. But then when DC wanted to sign him, LA still held his rights because technically he was an LA product. That's so right. they had to DC had to pay a pretty penny to LA just to have the right to sign Paul Ariola. And 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 I remember people talked about when that happened, hey, this might change how clubs do business going forward because suddenly there's this low risk, high reward potential of sign these kids if they go overseas and then come back even if they never play a minute for you, you're going to get all this allocation money. And so I think that's why we signed uh, Gianluca Buzio or, or, or Jalen Lindsay, these guys who aren't going to get first-team minutes now or in the next year or two or, or, or what have you, but a lot of potential. And if uh, if they go try another league and then come back, Sporting KC will probably be cashing in. Yeah. No, so, you said it You said it all right there, man. Um. So yeah, you mentioned Latif. Um, I think I, know I don't know how many people. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple <laughs> ways I'm gonna go with this. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the more serious story, and then we'll, okay. we'll get into something else. Um, serious that they haven't given the man a hat. Yeah, and and what's crazy? So I don't know how many people saw Sporting KC's tweet of Peter Vermees answering questions before uh, he went out to uh, Arizona for preseason, but um, they were asking them about roster construction, bringing in more players. He kind of implied that there will be more players signed soon, which it has to be soon. There's only a week left till the deadline. So fingers crossed, knock on wood, we're going to get a a striker or winger or somebody coming in. Um, But one of the most interesting things I think that he said was he, he pretty much implied they were trying or at least have been trying to get Latif back from LAFC and that the, uh, the price just, just wasn't right. Which, which made me kind of sad. And then he kind of ripped the league a new one for, for this whole expansion draft process because he was like, look, man, we have all these scouts, spend all this time and energy and money and resources finding these players all over the world, and then we put all this time and energy and money to, to sign them and come to an agreement and then bring them over, and then they get put in our system and we develop them for a year, and we put all this effort and time into getting them a green card, and LAFC just gets to sit there, watch it all happen for a year, and then just be like, hey, we want that guy, and, and pick him off, and, and they get to reap all the benefits without doing any of the work. Um, what'd you, what Did you hear his comments? What did you think? I did. I did see that comment, and it sounds like... <coughs> excuse me. It sounds like he's just a little salty, because he's been in the league for a while. He knows, he knows the deal, right? He knows what happened and how this works, and... Yes, he's a little mad because they did put all that work into it. And they did just kind of swoop in and say, you know, hey, guess you should have protected that guy. Guess you should have found a way to protect that guy. And, I, and you know, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know who you drop from protection in, in exchange for Latif. I mean, uh, maybe Lobato or – well, no, because he, he didn't have his citizenship. So it's, it's a weird yeah. conundrum. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's but, the problem. It, it it almost feels like they kind of screwed themselves over with this by getting them a green card. Little bit, and they're normally so good at this, and they just kind of they just kind of drop the ball here. And Latif is out there being scared on the West Coast of sharks and all that crazy stuff you grew <laughs> up with, and uh, you know visiting Mickey Mouse, and he's just he's so scared and doesn't understand what's going on. 
Yeah, well, I uh, I don't know how scared he is. Uh, I certainly don't understand what's going on uh, because I uh, so I follow Latif on Snapchat. Um, I don't know how you got his bar. name, by the way. How do you get his name on Snapchat? You guys are homies. It, it was. I don't even remember how. Like, I think he tweeted out like, "Hey, I'm on Snapchat now. Follow me." And so. Oh, there you go. Okay, I'll follow Latif. Like, he's got sick dance moves. Like, maybe I'll just see like Latif dancing. You know, periodically. Um, and he followed you before. back. Yeah, yeah. He followed me back, which, like, okay, that's fine. Like, sometimes brands or people do that. Like, you follow me, I'll follow you back, whatever. It's all good. I don't expect to actually ever get anything from Latif because I don't know him. Like, I've talked to him a couple times <laughs> being media, but, like, I don't know him. Um, well, a couple days ago, I'm, I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And I looked down at my phone, and I got a couple of a uh, couple of snaps. And I'm like, oh, okay, like probably you know my my brother or my sister-in-law sending me a snap of of my nephew. I looked down, and it's like Latif Blessing sent you a snap. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, why is Latif sending me a snap? But whatever. Guess I gotta open it. So I click on it, <laughs> and I kid you not, what I am met with is. A picture of a shirtless Latif Blessing, <laughs> kind of like from the waist up, like laying down on a bed against his headboard with this like sultry look toward the camera. So sultry. With the Minnie Mouse filter on it of him wearing Minnie Mouse ears and a polka dotted bow with like a Minnie Mouse sticker of her like finger on her mouth kind of like looking and like no... <laughs> No words, no context, no Dude, anything. And I'm like, no caption at all. No caption. <coughs> I'm like, obviously, I got to screenshot this. So <laughs> I replay it, which he got a notification. It's like, Jimmy Mac replayed your snap. He's probably like, weird. He's probably um, like, that creep ass. <laughs> then he got another notification. I was like, Jimmy Mac screenshotted your snap. Weird. <laughs> all the while, I don't know if I'm supposed to have received the snap. Like, for all I know, he was trying to send it to, like, some girl named Jenny and accidentally hit me. I don't know. Jenny. Jenny Smack. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I screenshot it, and I text it to you because you I'm like, someone has to know about this. I woke up to and, this, dude. You, yeah, you woke me it, up with uh, it, you know. When I woke up at, like, 5.30, I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I, I was so con- – I'm still confused. Like, dude, I don't know. Dude, he gave you the nip slip. Yeah. There was you a Latif hashtag Latif nip slip on your phone. It's it's there, and like I feel like I can't tweet out this photo because I feel like that's uh, like a breach of confidence on someone. I wish like we I could. want to, but like I don't know if it was meant for me, and I felt bad enough screenshotting it. But people out there, I need to know: Did any of you get this snap? Did this is important send this to anyone else? If you follow Latif, I need to know if you got this snap because. I am so confused. Like, what is going on? Why is Latif shirtless in L.A. with Minnie Mouse ear filters on? What is he doing? Um, is this a cry for help? Maybe he is scared, and this is like uh, this. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, he doesn't understand. Know, he probably doesn't even know. No. Nah, he's probably way cooler with Snapchat than we are. But this picture is golden, and I think you need to find a way. To interview him when they come to Children's Mercy Park, and you say, "Hey, does my phone wallpaper mean anything to you?" 
because naturally, <laughs> naturally, you're going to set your wallpaper as this picture, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. You know what I'll do is I'll just like set it as my wallpaper because I use my phone to like record when I'm doing interviews. Yeah. Um. So I'll just set it as my wallpaper and I'll just be holding my phone down there and then I'll just like tap it to like check the time and it'll just be that picture, but it'll just be like right in front of his face. He'll <laughs> be like, and "How'd then, you get uh, that?" And it's like, "Uh, why are you slipping me nips, bro?" <laughs> It's just yeah, it'll be it's it's gonna be perfect too because it's the last game of the season at Children's oh, Mercy man. Park. It'll probably be like a heated like playoff battle, and something crazy will happen like Benny will kick a ball into the box and Latif will score a goal that sends them to the playoffs. Or he something. better not and score. Gonna be, if he scores, I mean, that picture's yeah. going out. That's <laughs> we're tweeting it. Um, <laughs> They're going to be asking, other people are going to be asking hard-hitting questions. What's it like in L.A.? Like, you know, what do you think of the game? And I'm going to be like, Latif, why did you send this to me? Like, <laughs> I, I, I need to know. He'll be like, oh, on. my God, that was for you? <laughs> you got that? Yeah. yeah. So, it's weird, man. But, yeah, if you got this, please, at no other pod, at JCMac03, at Dan Kuser, we need to know. If you take um, anything away us- from this podcast episode... Just let us know if you got the hashtag Latif Nip Slip because this is important. In fact, you could go to iTunes Ratings and Reviews and give us five-star rating and tell us in the comments go. if you got it. And if you didn't get it, tell us why he was shirtless. Why did Jimmy receive this nip slip? This could get real damn creative, guys. If you go do the five-star rating and reviews and let us know why Jimmy got the hashtag Latif Nip Slip. <laughs> yeah, we would – I mean <clears> – <throat> We need theories. This we need be to get to the bottom of this. This is like one of the most important stories in American soccer right now. So, um, <laughs> he misses you. I don't dude. really know. I, I, apparently, um, <laughs> I miss him. I didn't miss him that much. So but, sultry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to transition from there. So we just no, will. <laughs> there isn't any. I dude, I was so groggy when I woke up that morning, and I was like, what? the hell did you just send me <laughs> yep yep it's, there's 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 no way to explain it oh it's um, phenomenal i just okay. i hope other people got it oh yeah i really do well hey he I'll didn't add me on snapchat see this is worrying me i know um, but whatever. we're not friends i don't know yeah i don't know um anywho moving on um any hoosers but but yeah, I mean, getting back to the soccer aspect of Latif, do you think Peter has a point with his whole take on on the expansion draft? Do, do teams like LAFC or Atlanta United, who have millionaire if not billionaire owners and are signing MLS record, you know, transfers, do they need an expansion draft to pick off from other teams that have less resources, or or do teams just need to be better prepared on strategizing how to protect their players? They need to strategize. I mean, this is. Doesn't don't all American sports have expansion drafts when a new team is added? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, I really thought that was a thing everywhere. So I mean, we can't be upset about it. It is what it is. You got to move forward. And if he was that valuable to you, then you should have done something about it. I I hate to say that because the back office is so good at what they do, but you should have made it a priority. Yeah, I, I and for for those of you who who aren't. 100% sure how the expansion draft works. I think we touched on this a bit before, but basically there's a minimum number of international players you have to protect by MLS rule. And the moment they got Latifa green card, 
he no longer took up an international roster spot, which is great, but that also meant he no longer counted as an international player to be protected in the draft. Right, it was great for them, because they could get more international players in to be on the roster. Right, and and that's the idea. And Sporting KC is fantastic with this. Uh, Ilya has one. Latif has one. I'm I'm pretty sure Jerso has one. I mean, they they crank these green cards out like no tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. The only international players whose contracts they hadn't declined were James Musa, uh, Christian Lobato, and um, I'm blanking on whoever the third one was, but there. It might have been Madronda. I don't know if he has a green card or not. But there were either way, there were only three international players they could protect, and uh, and that left Latif out in the cold. And so if they would have waited two or three months to get that green card, we'd still have him. But we don't. Yeah. And, and that's okay. He's sending me shirtless pictures from LA. Hashtag Latif so, Nipslip. That's right. Uh, I think we have our podcast title. There. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to um, repeat things and you, you'll, you'll catch on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to the season, um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, sporting KC, they're bringing back the bobbleheads. Um, yes. Saturday, March 31st is going to be Ico Parra bobblehead night. Friday, April 20th is going to be Tim Melia bobblehead night. And Saturday, May 5th is going to be Matt Beasler bobblehead night. So, uh, the obvious question is, which bobblehead are you most looking forward to? Ah, uh, good question. And I'm going to say El Capitan Matt Beasler because I'm going to put it right next to my No Other Home book. There you go. Did you see uh, Matt's big news this morning, by the way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Bees. I'm, I'm sure he listens yeah. to this. Probably not. I don't know. If he does, hey, tweet at us. Uh, but... Yeah, dude, they're having a babe. Yeah, they are. It's their their second baby. Congrats. Um, so congrats to Matt and his wife, uh, another member of the Sporting KC family. Um, you know, all three of these bobbleheads are, are, are really good. Um, I think personally I am looking forward to the Icopara bobblehead most. Um, I did not know that I needed an Icopara bobblehead in my life, but then... I saw that they were going to be releasing one, and I was like, I think I do. And, you know, as he's uh, he's running along, um, he kind of reminds me of a, a bobblehead with his big old head bobbling <laughs> along there, and especially when Maxi Rudy's kicking him in the head. That's true. He was he was quite the bobblehead that day. I don't know, man. This is cool. It's been a while since they've had a bobblehead day. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I had a buddy once who told me that his friend was the sole reason that Sporting stopped doing bobblehead nights. No way. Yeah, dude. They, he told me that. I don't know if it's true, but it's just what I heard. That his friend was so drunk, and I guess he wasn't with the friend, but he was so drunk, he threw his bobblehead like on the field. And I don't know if it hit a player or hit a staff member, but supposedly it was enough for them to be like, we are shutting that down. And that was like probably six years ago or something. People, don't be that person. Don't, don't throw be that heads. person. No, don't throw bobbleheads. And, and so now they give out like rally us. towels and stuff, and you're not going to hurt anyone with a rally towel. No, I mean like this is why we can't have nice things. Like people, don't oh. throw. Don't throw. Don't throw heads. your spirit sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool that they're bringing it back. Hopefully, 
we don't have uh, have that person, that guy, that girl ruining it for us. But uh, yeah, I'm that's excited, cool, man. man. I hope I can hope I can have you score me some some promotional giveaways, and and uh, either I can get them from you when I'm down there sometime, or or send you some cash to ship them up to me or something. Yeah, for sure. If I can grab you one, I will absolutely. Indeed. Um. Okay, so uh, before we move into a, a, a couple of more MLS-wide topics. I want to touch on uh, one of our questions we got real quick. Um, our, our boy, Kyle Orenberg, one of our uh, fantastic listeners. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he big into show pro- tunes now. I see you, Kyle. I see you playing yeah, them show right. tunes. There you go. Um, <laughs> he was a little perturbed this week, perturbed. I guess you could say, um, is the technical term for it, because he was listening to uh, Talking Touches. Shout out to uh, Andy and Gooch. Love those guys. Um he didn't love their take on Ilya. Basically, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, there was a report that Yuri Rosell was was looking at coming back to MLS <clears throat> and that a team had made an offer uh, for him. And so they started talking about if Sporting KC was potentially a good fit for Yuri. And he and Ilya play the same position. And they were saying that, hey, maybe Sporting actually might be a little bit better with Yuri than Ilya. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to rehash, you know, the debate of who's better, um, Yuri versus Ilya, but I am curious, uh, your thought. Um, one, what would you think if Yuri did come back to Sporting KC? Would you be happy about it? And two, are there maybe uh, other areas of need Sporting KC should be focusing on instead? Yeah, definitely other areas of need. I mean, there's no way we'll we'll go for that. I mean, I think Ilya, they're they're two different players. I mean, you can't really compare them together. I mean, they they play differently. Uh, Ilya is a little more defensively and sees the field, and and Yuri would would attack more and and make the the right passes and um you know but hey you know Kyle has a big old big old love for Ilya and that's cool that's fine but it's just it's hard to compare the two and say yeah I'll take Yuri over Ilya because it just depends what you're doing and I hey I'll take both of them if we're doing I mean if we don't have to replace them let's just take both hey that's not a bad option. I mean, there you, you got go. both those guys. That's that's not a bad bad uh, midfield to have. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, hey, I I'd I'd take him if the price was right. I just think that there are uh, other areas like that striker, that winger, that attacking line that um, I'd rather Sporting KC be focusing on first. That's not to say they can't have multiple scouts doing multiple things, but you know. Ilya, I think, is farther down on the list of uh, of problems for Sporting KC than, than some other things. So, no, that's my yeah, take absolutely. On um, but looking forward toward the season, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Matt Doyle, one of the uh, analyst writers at, at MLS Soccer, um, put out a uh, here's my top ten as of right now list. Like these are the teams I think are the top ten teams in MLS going into the preseason. Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll go through the list real quick. No surprise, Toronto FC is up at the top, number one. Uh, NYCFC, number two. Atlanta United, three. Seattle, four. Portland Timbers, five. RSL, six. LA Galaxy, seven. New York Red Bulls, eight. Sporting KC, nine. And Chicago Fire, ten. And uh, let me just read you here real quick, kind of couple things he said about Sporting KC. He starts off, he goes, this may end up being way too low for Sporting KC. 
but he talks about how Sporting KC is returning the league's best defense. Uh, they have the reigning goalkeeper of the year, who's still in his prime. He talks about how they have wing depth that impresses him, uh, says that, hey, look, maybe even Kyrie Shelton could be a, a breakout player of the year, and that even if they don't get this number nine, that um, this should be a more dynamic goal-scoring team uh, even without it. So, I mean, look, if I'm reading that and, and I'm a Sporting KC fan, that's got to be pretty exciting to hear, uh, don't, don't you think? Oh, dude, that's super cool. I love being in that conversation, and and uh, even when it comes to those other teams, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, uh, <clears throat> it's it's exciting to be included there, and he has it right when he says, you know, Johan needs to, Johan's got to do something. I mean, it's he's got to prove himself, and we're we need that number nine. You know, Johan's numbers aren't aren't great, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, he's uh, he's got some big shoes to fill. Um, Phil and Benny, Benny, we we talked about he had a a little bit of a down year last year, sure, but um, but he he meant a lot to the club, had a lot of success with the club. So uh, hopefully Johan can can step in and and be a productive player for for Sporting KC, uh, which I think he will. It just might take a little bit of time for him to adjust. Um, <clears throat> is there anyone on that list that that surprises you? I mean. LA's made some moves, but does it surprise you to see them in the top 10? No, because, I mean, if you look at the moves they've made, they have gotten better, and they will they will be a different team this year, and they will be exciting to watch, and <clears throat> it makes me excited to go, you know, obviously I'm excited to watch sporting in LA, but also uh, the Galaxy. I mean, they're a good team, so it'll be fun to, it'll be fun to watch that matchup. Yeah, for sure. I, I I think they'll be better than last year. I don't know if they're all the way up to number seven in the league or not, but they'll certainly be better than they were last year, which was dead last in uh, in MLS, um, which is not good, uh, turns out. No. Um, but they did make one of the, the bigger moves of the last week. They got Ola Kamara. Uh, they traded Jossie's artist and $400,000 in allocation money to the crew to get Ola Kamara. Um and, and Ola, he's one of the like top three strikers over the last couple of years in MLS. So he's a guy I would have loved to see on Sporting KC. Uh, but LA got him. So it's a, I think that's a pretty good move for them, don't you think? I do too. Yeah, it'll be that'll really benefit them. Uh, the other big move was David Akam for $1.2 million in combined allocation money. Uh, sold from Chicago Fire to the Philadelphia Union, and suddenly the Union are are maybe putting together a, a nice little squad. They got Akam, who's going to be on the wing out there, feeding C.J. Sapong. They got uh, Alejandro Bedoya still there. Um, Blake is a solid keeper. Um, one, do you think it's a good move for Philly? And and two, will Chicago, your uh, your local club there, will they miss David Akam? Dude, it's exciting that Philly actually decided to uh, come to the party. Uh, that they actually want to do something and make some moves. So I applaud them with that. And David Akam's just going to make them better. Does he? Does he stick around past one year? I don't know. Probably not. But it's gonna. He could. You never know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to watch to kind of see. Yeah, how long does David Akam stick around? Um, I don't I don't know what his contract situation is like. I assume if you spend 1.2 million on a player, you're 
hoping he's going to be around for, for longer than a year. Um, but I don't think Chicago's probably doing anything unless they had a replacement lined up for him already. I don't think they're doing anything this window, but they're still going to be a good team. They got Schweinsteiger coming back. Um, they, they have Nemanja Nikolic. I think they might be able to take that money and turn it into a pretty good summer signing that brings a, a good uh, attacking reinforcement over the summer. And, and if they do, watch out for Chicago. They're going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, they will be indeed. The other big transfer news is Atlanta United, my favorite team. Not really. Um, <laughs> they they broke the MLS transfer record. Um, they signed this 18-year-old oh, kid, sure. uh, Ezekiel Barco, for $15 million. Um, and Hey, you, you know how to know that they broke the transfer record? Go ahead and ask an Atlanta fan. They'll, they'll tell you. Well, yeah, they'll tell you. Any, I saw You know what I saw today? I saw an Atlanta fan tweet. Um, they're so excited for Atlanta United 2, the USL team, because they signed a 16-year-old forward, and, and that's how you know they're doing the right thing. And I'm like, you, they're just, what? They're just, it's their USL team. They're supposed to sign young players. At least Sporting KC signed Gianluca Buzio, who's 15, oh, to a first-team contract. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, Who said this? Uh, come on now. Yeah, Atlanta fans need to stop drinking their own Kool-Aid. But um, Yeah, it's unbelievable. I... I don't know. Let's let's wait. All right. Let's wait to see what you guys do. Let's see if let's see if Barco even shows up and and shows that he's worth all this money. Okay. Because he better. Because that's a lot of freaking money. Yeah. And he's only 18. And he's like five six. And he's like 145 pounds, dripping wet, which is like the size of my pinky finger. And he plays the same position as Miguel Almiron, who's great. But Almiron's already said he expects to be sold to a European team by the end of the year. So. Yeah, that's his plans. Yeah, I don't know. Spending $15 million on an 18-year-old who's tiny coming to MLS, which is such a physical league, seems like it's kind of a risky plan to me. Super risky, dude. Does he have any knowledge of the business? Like, I mean, he's not mature enough. I mean, I it's just like any 18-year-old going to work. I mean, are they going to quit their job? They, they, they haven't had enough jobs to... To know what they want to do in life. I mean, is this is this kid gonna want to be there? I you just never know. Yeah, I you know, soccer obviously the best players start young and they come up through systems and all that. But but to ex, I don't know to expect such a small, physically small player to come in on a league record transfer fee, which means expectations are gonna be through the roof for him. I just I feel like it's gonna be tough, and. You know, if if he's worth that much now, he's he's not thinking, oh, I'm going to spend many years of my career at Atlanta United. He's probably got European aspirations. So you spend $15 million on a player, you're going to have him for, what, one, maybe two years before he's even in his prime, and then you're going to sell him. Like, it just, I guess if you're trying to make money, you hope it works out. But, like, if he's 24 and he's still in Atlanta United, that means something went terribly wrong and he is not worth $15 million. Because otherwise he didn't he wouldn't still be on Atlanta United, so right. I don't know, man. It's I mean Michael Bradley was the previous record. Uh, Toronto FC spent ten million on him, but he was a little bit older. He certainly wasn't eighteen. He had first team minutes with Roma, and like he was in a point in his career where he knew I'm gonna come play for Toronto and probably stay in MLS for the rest of my career. Worth the ten million dollars. They got an MLS Cup out of it. Um, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, last 
bit of MLS-wide news that we will touch on today. And, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm getting a little tired of this saga, I guess you could say, is Kyle Laren and Besiktas. Like, what the heck is going on out there? Um, he's apparently training with them now. There was video of him training, and they don't have him under contract. They haven't signed him. They haven't agreed to a deal with Orlando. Orlando already came out and made a statement that was like, no, no, no. We expect him to be back in training. Well, that didn't happen. So how, how do you think this ends? No, I'm a little tired of hearing about it too, man. I, I think it uh, – I mean, is, the, can they sue Kyle Laren for doing this, or do they sue Besiktas or, or what? I don't, I don't know. It's tough because there's something weird about, like, options, which MLS does a lot of, and if – FIFA actually like acknowledges options exist, so I think they're he's kind of trying to pull a fast one here because Besiktas I read from from a Turkish report that they're maybe even trying to see if they can't get an, a, a temporary international transfer certificate and not even pay a fee and have them for the year. So it's weird, man. Like Orlando at this point feels like they just got to cut their losses and come to a deal. Um, clearly doesn't want to be there, but. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't love, like, I understand that you have power as a player and you should have some say in where you go, but, like, feels like there's a better way to do it to me. I don't love this strategy on Laren's part. So No, I don't either. I don't know what uh, what's going to happen. And once we hear, I'll, I'll be like, thank you. Are we done? Are we done talking about it? Yeah, I'm sure Orlando fans will be too because they are not loving that their best player is uh, not with the team. So, um, lastly, before we go, uh, one more uh, one more question from uh, our, our guy at Mansky on Twitter, one of our uh, loyal listeners, said, with the end mm-hmm. of the January transfer market looming, which team, either MLS or worldwide, do you think would be the most likely to make a Cleveland Browns move, i.e. complete a trade for a franchise player, only to not submit the paperwork before the deadline? Um, what he's talking about is that literally happened to the, the Browns. They made a trade for a player, didn't realize, oh, crap, we have to submit paperwork too, and didn't get the paperwork in and didn't get the player. Um, hopefully this isn't Sporting KC who would do this, but I have a couple of clubs in mind, both domestically and internationally, but do you have a, uh, a club that you think might kind of bumble something like this? Well, I think I would either say Minnesota <laughs> You know, for obvious reasons, and uh, or or Red Bulls for like, you know, for getting rid of Dax without telling him, and for moving Question, you know, selling their captains two years in a row. So probably one of those clubs, I'd say. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. The, the first club that came to my mind for MLS was New England, just cause especially even more so today. I said this yesterday, but I think even more so today. I just feel like they're such a dysfunctional club, like reports are today that lee wins holding out and he wants a trade yeah yeah and he didn't even show up to camp no i mean granted at least he's not training with another team like kyle laren is but like holdouts happen clubs usually handle it or end up trading the player or something but the revs basically are like well no we're not going to trade you and we're going to talk to mls about disciplining you but they really haven't done anything over the last few years to show that they have any sort of ambition um their owners don't care because they're just worried about winning Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Um, 
they don't have a right. they don't have a, a stadium. So it just feels like they're kind of like an afterthought, and that they'd be the club that would like finally try to sign someone and then not realize they needed to send in paperwork. Um, but internationally, as much as it pains me to say it, um, I think it's I think it's my club Everton. Like it just feels like such an Everton move to like forget to sign a, a piece of paper or something and then lose out on your oh, big transfer. Oh yeah. It's um, like, oh, you really Everton that one. Yeah, like Manchester United's not doing that. Like that's your club, and like, can you ever see like, oh, we agreed no. to sign Alexis Sanchez, but sorry, we forgot to uh, sign a, a piece of paper, and so now he's not coming. Like, nope, they're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's rough being a being an Everton fan. <laughs> I can imagine so. Yeah, but yeah, I'll try to stick with them. You know. It'll just be that much sweeter if one day, hopefully, before I die, they actually win the Premier League. But a lot has to change before that happens. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot would have to happen there. And the, but hey, Leicester City did it, so you never know. That's true. You never know. Um, Dude, are we at? Is that we're at the end? We did pretty good, right? I think so. I I think I'm I'm nervous. Like I'm looking at my audio. I think it worked. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you got anything else you for make the people? You so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for the people? Um, you know, probably hashtag Latif Nipslip and uh, oh thanks for thanks for holding out with us, guys. Thanks for thanks for listening, and we uh, we certainly do appreciate it, and we love all the feedback and well wishes. So, uh, five stars, ratings and reviews. Uh, let us know if you got that. Latif picture or why was he shirtless in Jimmy's picture <laughs> yes we need to know at no other pod at jcmax03 at Dan Cooser. if you don't want to tweet it publicly you can send us an email at nootherpod at gmail.com um, but yeah there you go we'd like to know so well anyway as Dan said thank you guys for being patient with us we'll be back with you next week but for now I'm Jimmy he's Dan we appreciate y'all we'll see you later bye see ya This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.